Hey everybody, welcome back to what is episode 22 of the Cannabis Quest podcast. My name is Space Cadet Hunter. Like always, I am joined with Space Cadet Clover. And today we have a very, very special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, you're making me feel special already. I'm Garrett. <laughs> Garrett, you make your sound yourself sound so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Garrett. hey, Garrett's not that a very, not a very common name. Yeah, it's no. A mystery there. Yeah. Well, Garrett, you do actually a really special thing. You work with Resonate, and in fact, you're the founder. Is that right? Uh, yeah, a co-founder. Um, but I'm kind of the remaining co-founder. So okay. yeah, I do do things. I'm not just Garrett. I'm, I do things, and I started Resonate with what a couple is, other people. What does Resonate do for those who've never heard of you? Because like honestly, I'm personally obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well. Thank you. The main thing we do is create a way for recycling cannabis packaging, which was not recyclable before. So for like those pill looking bottles, those nice orange, purple, whatever containers that you pop up and you get your, your eighths, your grams, your quads in that kind of thing. Yeah, I just found one. Those <laughs> those uh pop top containers dube tubes all of it even the mylar bags like the those thin plastic bags that uh yeah um different thin film bags that aren't recyclable through the city simply because most of these things just like pill bottles fall through the cracks of the systems that cities use to sort that is the reason why i'm super obsessed with what you guys do is the fact that you're taking something that wasn't able to be reused reduced recycled and now you're able to do that and i did throw a few things on the table over here i'll make sure to like throw a screen like a picture of what we have so everyone can see um just so we could like talk about what you guys do or don't recycle because i remember seeing a post you guys recently did and i'm sure you've kept it there you don't take the glass bits from the bottom of your dabs do you no no glass Okay, and do you take the tops? Yes, the okay. plastic lids. If it's plastic and it came from cannabis um, or pills or over-the-counter, and okay. we can recycle it. So even like my acetaminophen Tylenol bottle, would I be able to bring that perhaps? Definitely. Yep. Okay, that's fucking really cool. That's something <laughs> I didn't know that you guys ate. Well, just you took that. What kind of stuff do we have to do to like bring it to you? like cl clean it like spotless rinse it out or what are we talking good question um and we do have all of this uh if people want to come back to it and read it or read it in detail we have it on our website as well but really just needs to be empty and dry so no kind of like residues or flour or stuff still left in there, roaches, tips of joints, things like that. Just make sure it's empty, and if you did rinse it out, try to make sure it's dry before you give it to us. Okay. That's about it. Uh, you don't have to remove the labels. We made the receptacle in a way that was. we tried to be thoughtful of people's desire to protect their information and not have a bunch of weed containers with your name on them out there for anybody to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are technically patients, so yeah, uh, or in a lot of cases, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so following HIPAA best practices was important 
in this. Uh, so the receptacle that people put the stuff in was made in a way um, that promotes that, that prevents kind of like a mailbox, like one of those blue mailboxes okay, so it's where like you drop it in. Yep, it's lock, under lock and key, and okay. you drop it in, and you can't grab it after you drop it in. Okay, that's it. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely is helpful. I mean, well, speaking of dropping it off, where where do we drop them off? I've seen you at a few locations. Do you, like, which ones, which so, places are you? <laughs> <laughs> a few places around town. We're in all the Oasis locations. We're in two Seoul locations. But long story short, mostly in the Valley, one place in Sholo, and on our website, resonate.tech, R-E-S-I-N-A-T-E dot T-E-C-H. That is where you can find uh, all of our collection sites, where oh, okay. places where you can drop off recyclables. Nice. I'm sure in an ideal world, you would want these in all sorts of places all over. Um, I mean, that's how I, I feel because I just want to recycle everything. <laughs> Uh, I think as a as a company trying to survive and ultimately be profitable, yeah, we would like it if they were like on every a, single street corner yeah, for, like with a paid service. In but, a long-term kind of thing, like that would be but that goals. Well, yes, but I mean, at the same time, w- being true to our mission, we want it to be an efficient system and not have people paying for stuff they don't need. So we don't want people to have to travel to Phoenix from Prescott to recycle their cannabis packaging and make sure that it doesn't go into a landfill. So we should have one in Prescott. We should have one in, you know, all these yeah. little towns uh, that have cannabis dispensaries. If there's a town with a cannabis dispensary, we should be there. In some cases, like widespread, high population places where it might take 45 minutes to get across town in the valley, um, we'll, we'll have a few around yeah. the valley. Whatever uh, makes sense. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Well... So, from what I've seen on your Instagram and other things that I have seen of what you do, you have, like, little, you you essentially grind up these plastic bits, like, so you collect them, great, what what exactly do you do with them at the end of the day? Yeah, so I've I've wanted to get into this lately because I want to make it clear that we're not doing something super cool with all of your cannabis packaging. Some of it we're just getting to a recycler who can take it and get it recycled. Um, so we're, we're getting all of it recycled. Some of it, the number five plastic, we're actually using it in our internal system, turning it into something new. Okay. So uh, <laughs> just, just to make it clear, you know, we are a different kind of recycling company. We make sure this stuff gets recycled. But also one aspect of what we do is with this one type of material, uh, which is all the pop tops, those dube tubes, that hard plastic, we remove the labels, we put it through a shredding machine, and uh, that churns out this, I brought a little jar of this flake material. Yeah, I'll even take a picture of that. That's And it's kind of like, cool. it's kind of like, like flakes on a donut or like, ch- like shredded cheese or something. But it's uh, these hard little flakes, like like sprinkles or something. Yeah. And we shred the plastic bottles down into that size, which allows it to be remelted consistently. Okay. Um, just like shredding cheese on a pizza. You don't want to just put the whole block on there. It'll take forever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we shred it down into this consistency, and then we put it through an injection press that we that we also built. And 
press it into uh, a mold, injection mold, and this is made from, we make a couple of things out of that material, uh, like these little stash jars, um, these hard plastic little stash jars made to hold about a quarter ounce, and uh, each one of these stash jars is made from about six cannabis containers that would have gone into a landfill or an ecosystem. Well, you can then just put your boveda pack in there and hold much more than just like what those little containers do. Again, it like you're repurposing what would have just went like you said to the landfill, to the garbage, to the ocean in some cases or the salt river. I'm sh- I'm sure we've seen a I've seen a dude tube floating down the river. Yeah, I mean things if they're not controlled, uh, the, the things that humans create, if they're not controlled by humans, they tend to make their way into nature and into the ocean, as we've seen in the last few years. So, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say that you know we're saving the planet by capturing this, and otherwise it w- would have all gone into the ocean. But I also have been to a cure leaf and have seen out in the parking lot and, you know, in every direction away from the parking lot, cure leaf bags and tube tubes, things and cartridges sitting on the ground. So I would (laughs) like to think if cure leaf were taking some initiative to make sure this stuff gets recycled or doesn't go to landfill or an ecosystem, that wouldn't happen. And they would be reducing the amount of pollution that happens. Yeah. And uh, that's a very good business opportunity for people who may want to collaborate with you guys because then they could say hey we do this thing where we recycle a thing and that's really popular right now um that being sustainable or being green is very popular with and everyone i would hope but with a lot of people and i think that being able to bring it to a company and say hey i have this option for you if you want it you know Let's work with you and see what we can do. And then you have that opportunity for those patients and those non-patients to get the get the recycling opportunity. And then you can either make it into something or it can, like you said, go to the recycling person that can recycle the things properly. Yeah, absolutely. And these stash jars are so damn cute like these are awesome like this is something when i lived in say flagstaff i'd go to the the smoke shop and be like can i have like five of these this is Mm. really cool so the fact that it's recycled just makes it even better and with the way that it looks on i i could see myself popping a hole in the bottom of it with a drill and putting a cute little succulent in it it doesn't necessarily have to be a stash jar if you don't want it to be yeah you can get creative what else do you guys do well actually to be honest the stash jar was the creative thing (laughs) and it was a little planter pot in the first place um and we yeah we did drill a hole there um so we did that for a while and that was that was before we figured out you know we were going to orient ourselves toward the cannabis industry and toward these small plastics because like like you said the we're just taking something that wasn't getting recycled before and finding a way to get it recycled and that was the initial business model so we were playing with milk jugs and coffee cups and uh, you know those clear coffee cups that come from mcdonald's and starbucks um 
trying to solve problems and found that cannabis was a world where we could solve problems and the stash jar just made sense yeah. um turning containers into a weed container that was better and last longer yeah. um so <laughs> just a quick like uh tangent on that um we were trying to solve a, a problem and focused on that and that brought us toward the cannabis community showed us the the problem that's growing and existing there and i i completely agree that it is a problem partly because everything has to be child proof and child locked so every oh, geez, yeah. everything is in a plastic bag in a container in a thing with a twist up with a this and a that and the zipper is tricky and it's not a zipper and it's it's fine. It's allowed because yes, children. It should be ch- childproof to some degree because you know children shouldn't be into it. But also, yeah. like, it, there's a lot of waste that comes with that. I have gotten half gram cartridges in in a container in a plastic thing with a bag over it. Like, mm. why? Why? Yeah, I still go to Walgreens and pick up prescription that's it's you know, like thyroid medication and it's in a orange bottle with a child resistant push and turn kind of top, but that's just in a paper bag and I can recycle that paper bag. And I've never gone into a pharmacy whether I was getting Vicodin or anything else and had to have a CR, a child resistant exit bag uh, to walk out with. Really good point. (laughs) I've never had to have that. And if we did, I, I would think that would be clearly redundant to a lot of people. Um, so I think honestly, this is a lot of this redundant packaging and the packaging issues come from the way this is legalized and what's written into the law about packaging. Yeah, it's trying to make people who are freaked out about a potential real issue, like if your four-year-old is slurping this RSO, that's a big issue. But we don't need to put that RSO in like a iris scanning fingerprint um, safe. And uh, so it, it's like uh, you know, seat belts are good, but you don't need ten seat belts. And child resistant, child resistant is good, but you don't need a bunch of layers of it. Um, so I think we need to show politicians and get the voice of the community um, out there to let them know how much redundancy is there and how we can still solve the problem, still put prevention in there, but reduce a lot of the waste that's really it's putting a strain on the economy. It's making these companies less profitable because they have to buy unnecessary packaging from largely from out-of-state companies they have to put that through the waste systems into the landfills onto the streets all of that and i think there are good arguments against it it's just um the arguments of the people who are freaked out of trying to save the children are a lot louder than the people who are trying to solve the packaging problems that are a result of this knee-jerk uh, overreaction that's a very human thing. The logical arguments are usually a lot less loud than the uh, the fanatical arguments. And I like the point that you made about the pharmaceutical packaging. Um, I, I imagine it's much more likely for your child up until your teenager to abuse prescription medication. And you don't have that 
redundancy in packaging and all of that childproof. Yeah, you have a childproof top, but that's about it. So why is any cannabis product required to have all of this extra fluff when it's not elsewhere? So I think that's something that we could eventually have a a face-to-face conversation with, but it's also probably a monetary conversation as well. So um, just being able to bring it up and um, have that come to light, I think is the first step. So I like where that's going. So what what do we as the audience, ourselves, and the community, how do we help either you with your your mission, you getting items, or or any bit? Like, what can we do? I mean, I think the first basic thing you can do is if you agree with <laughs> these ideas and agree that there are problems relating to this and that it could be better, make your voice heard, make those thoughts heard, reach out, whether that's a comment on a post from some big dispensary or a dispensary that you like. Um, If there are dispensaries that you like that are doing good things with packaging or with the community um, or with art or whatever, tell them that you love what they're doing there and how they could do more by... um, by changing up a certain type of packaging to a better one uh, or by implementing a recycling system or by at least putting trash cans outside their dispensaries so stuff doesn't get littered, whatever it may be. But getting your voice, getting the individual voices heard is important, just like politicians need to hear the voice of the masses in order to see, oh, these people are, are out there and they're voting. Well, like I think the companies need to hear the voices of people who care about these issues or who want things to change um, so that they realize that these people's dollars are out there and they'll go to a company um, that will change or will do things they want if if they don't change. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It Honestly, uh, it also reminds me of about what one of my professors said um, while we were talking about praising your employees and things like that because it was a an HR class and they were saying how it was important to talk about the positive because when you think imagine your your day at work your typical day at work what is your boss usually talking to you about usually it's the negative the negative the negative you have to remember like you can't just assume your employee knows that you're having a good time or you enjoy the work that you're putting out you have to be sure to sure mention whatever negative thing that they may be bothering you about but absolutely it's more crucial for you to mention the positive things because then they're going to be uh they're going to be listening to you more and they're going to be more receptive to what you have to say because you have that positivity to you. So I think you are absolutely right that if you say, hey, dispensary, I like what you're doing with XYZ, please keep doing it, is that's super fantastic. Yeah, and these places get a lot of, I think these places get a lot of (laughs) negative feedback. So if... I mean, they get a lot of messages and emails and people in the dispensary telling them they should do something differently. Um, so 
I want people to, I don't know, I want people to actually think genuinely about what problem they want to solve and not just be loud, angry voices toward the dispensaries. Yeah, I mean, comment cards are for uh, complaints, but also for positive feedback as well. And that's always um, an important thing to remember. So whenever you go in and you have something to say to your bud tender, the establishment, just, hey, tell them the stuff that you like too. It's always a good thing to keep in mind, even outside of the cannabis industry when you work with retail in general. Let's, uh, let's keep some positivity going. This does remind me of a time where one of my managers said, hey, I need to talk to you about something a, pa- a patient said to you. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. And they genuinely had something nice to say about the interaction they had with me mm. um, that they had to they went out of their way to tell the manager. But I was so used to hearing bad things <laughs> because usually people only mention, again, the bad things uh, because, oh, no, I'm having a trouble. I'm going to tell them about it. No, it was it was great. It was nice because I wasn't expecting the nice thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else that you'd want to bring to the floor to tell the masses what's coming up or any main points that you want to hit on just to make sure that they know, hey, this is what we're about and this is uh, um, this is what you should be focused on? I don't think... Uh, hmm. I don't think there are any other main points that people are missing, really. Um, I mean, I'm really excited to get the the twisted tray out there, our rolling tray. Um, We spent a lot of time designing that. and Is it made with the bits? (laughs) It will be. (laughs) It will be. We've been trying to make the mold for it. Um, Injection mold is a metal, um, technical, expensive, annoying thing to make. And uh, it's been a long process. So we're excited to make these trays, get them into the hands of uh, pre-orders, and um, just get ourselves out there more, uh, showing off our our new swag, um, some shirts that we just made internally. We learned how to make shirts. If you've ever done screen printing, it's fun. Screen printing is um, a great headache to have. Like it's fun, but yeah, it's it's fun, but it can be difficult. It so, reminds oh, you yeah. the um, importance of going slow in order to get the result you want. Slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. And just like an edible, start low and go slow. For sure. Yeah, you can always eat more, but you can't eat less. That's my my favorite saying in the cannabis industry and edibles. Um, so that about wraps up this short and sweet episode all about Resonate, the great uh, cannabis recycling company. We've been uh, friends with you on Instagram and following you for a while now, and I'm glad to see that things are still growing just as the industry and everything is growing in Arizona. The fact that we've gone from medical only to recreational, you're completely right. I see a lot more of that Uh, trash out in the parking lots that can be recycled and turned into uh, not trash so I love the idea see a need fill a need type deal so we will put in links and pictures and everything in the description especially on our website at cannabisquesthq.com and uh, where is it that they can find you on the internet again 
Um, you can find us at resonate.tech. That's R-E-S-I-N-A-T-E dot T-E-C-H. And on most social media, we are We Can Resonate. Again, that's resin with an I, like plastic resin or weed resin, whichever way you want to take that. Yeah, which we, is kind of fun because it could be both. Yeah. We Can Resonate. I love oh, I love clever marketing. I, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, awesome. That was like 24 or so uh, handles in trying to find something that made sense and was readable and all of that. Well, thank you guys for having me on. Like, really, thank you. It's been a pleasure hanging yeah. out with you guys and talking. And um, I, before I forget, I know you asked me a moment ago if there's anything else. So I'm going to put it here. I want to just show a couple words of appreciation to everybody who's shown any kind of support for this thing that we're trying to build. Like, all of the individuals, and I'm not going to name names or companies because the people who know who they who they are, but there are a lot of people who weren't getting anything out of supporting us or <laughs> who were supporting us barely knowing what or who we were um, just on the basis of an idea or something they saw. Um, so that means a lot, and I want to encourage anybody, uh, anybody else to uh, show positivity that they can in the world with people who are starting things or doing things or building things to oh, yeah. show support however you can because a little showing some support in a small way um, for a small thing that someone's building uh, can can make it can make it happen or help make it happen absolutely and dear listener that thing that your friend has been making or trying to sell to you that they have learned to do over the quarantine like painting or drawing or whatever that your friend does like share support follow share it with your people maybe buy that thing because garrett is absolutely right that that's gonna make somebody their day absolutely amazing and showing the people you love and the things that you are passionate for like recycling (laughs) the love and support is so crucial that's a, uh, a great ending tangent uh, to remind you to tell one to 100 friends that you know about Cannabis Quest and resonate. <laughs> Please follow us on our Instagram. And uh, if you're not listening, you can or if you're not listening on iTunes, you can find us on iTunes and pretty much where any uh, podcasts are delivered. So tell people about about us yes spotify etc etc but go to our beautiful website because uh we we worked hard on that as well so once again it's been a pleasure to deliver you some cannabis info and share what we love with you this has been our 22nd episode we can't wait to release episode 23 and then eventually episode 100 and uh we will We will just keep getting cooler and cooler and uh, be on the lookout for some more Cannabis Quest-themed everything. Weed tip number 22. Follow We Can Resonate on Instagram and all of their social medias. Hit up their newsletter. All that good stuff. Thanks, guys. Yeah, And if you're smoking every day, all day, find some balance. Um, That's not necessarily smoking. Like... A little bit of RSO or a little bit of tincture, a little bit of, little bit of edibles. Sorry, that was my weed tip. Yeah, that's a good weed tip. You know, you don't have to, like, toke it 
all the time you could use something else like edibles i think that's smart yeah it's hard but you get used to it and then you like it better mm, okay uh-huh. we're gonna have to chat about that <laughs>